As we saw Facebook news sites collapse in the Great Purge last week, other health, charity and government pages were also wiped. Pages like the Bureau of Meteorology, Save the Children Australia and South Australia Health were all slain by Zuckerberg's algorithms. This prompted outrage from many high-profile government officials and company CEOs who warned that people's lives were at risk every minute that these sites were deactivated. These actions by Facebook prompted questions about how Australians get their information and begs the question, could there be better ways for government branches to communicate with the public? Importantly, many apps have been implemented recently by the DHHS, Big Roads and Melbourne Water. I spoke with digital ethics researcher Dr. Mark Chung from the Centre of Artificial Intelligence and Digital Ethics about human technology interaction and the emergence of apps to inform the public. Obviously, big tech companies harvest a lot of our data. Do you think smartwatches and other technologies are a detriment to us? Apple smartwatches out there actually track things like uh, ECG and all those things for your heart health. So that, that's a huge improvement because you get early warning signs if anything bad's going to happen. But the downside of that would be in two landmark cases. So the first one would be um, recorded in The Guardian uh, a couple of years ago. So the fitness app Strava, which uh, normally people use with just smartwatches to track their uh, running pattern and basically how much they walk and they run, actually inadvertently uncovered the location of sensitive U.S. military sites. So those um, events just prove that um, these things sometimes have a downside. Uh, another case study is um, Garmin, the uh, smartwatch maker. Uh, recently, they had a security breach, but um, according to them, it's probably just a ransomware attack. But imagine if this were to happen and they managed to uh, DM the, the Paris parties somehow capture personal information like GPS data and stuff of the clients. That would be a major issue. What do you think the benefits of local government apps are as a communication device? So um, I think in the, um, the COVID-19, uh, I think mostly the first and second waves last year, everyone has been isolated because there's um, stage four restrictions. You can't leave past five years of your house. So on Facebook, for instance, they brought um, the, I'm sorry, the emergence of many community-oriented groups like um, if anyone's in need or if you're in the form of walking group or if you need certain groceries, then people in the local community would uh, nicely offer to help. So that, um, by the use of these local groups on Facebook, it helps people stay connected and avoid isolation and alienation because your normal routine is disrupted. Um, and, and, of course, there are many um, emerging pieces of technology like um, local social networks for only um, members of a certain suburb, for instance. Those are emerging as well. And, in fact, um, the well-known website Craigslist, back in its early days of its conception, it was actually designed to be a local uh, meetup or local uh, support services, and basically for everyone to share support and introduce themselves in the US. So that's how Craigslist started. So I think there's many benefits with these um, local-based, uh, technologically-mediated sites. Do you think there might be a bit of a battle between um, some community's sense of privacy and their, um, and their kind of desire to communicate easily with, with each other? Inherently, um, if you don't have the right security settings, for example, um, your, your details can be viewed uh, in, 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 in the public domain. 
sorry, unless you have your security settings uh, restricted quite properly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so if these groups were to get um, the correct steps in, let's say, making sure it's invite only, someone can vouch for a member of a group before they bring them in. But um, I like your point. It's something they have to consider about in terms of balancing connectivity and privacy. Yeah. Um, the COVID Safe app obviously failed a few Australians because it was inca- incompatible with um, some iOS iPhone settings. Do you think we risk more of this as we push to these new technologies to help regulate our lives? Yeah. So uh, again, my response would be in two parts. So um, in promising news, you might have heard the um, two tech comp- two tech giants, Google and Apple. They are basically working together to uh, develop a contact tracing technology that is uh, available, hopefully, in the future to both uh, platforms' users, so iOS and Android. So that's good in that it these things foster cooperation between the tech companies, right? The, the community service. But the downside to this is uh, again, this thing from the broader perspective, uh, coming from my um, research into ethics and my past job as. Um, HCI lecturer, so even computer interaction, is the broad notion of accessibility. So in this case, let's say as the Apple version did not work well because of certain issues with the um, the programming on Apple iPhones, for instance. Um, but if you extrapolate out to, let's say, how many other people can't use these technologies if, for example, uh, they don't own a smartphone for, let's say, financial reasons or IT literacy reasons, or what if uh, someone owns just like, you know, those old Nokia phones without any app capabilities. I think any technology moving forward needs to consider as many people as possible, including those, for example, who might not be able to use a phone for any reason or who can't afford a phone. It's It's a broader question, namely. Any development of technology, be it for um, instilling a sense of community or for contact tracing during a pandemic, needs to take care of these accessibility issues so that as many people as possible can benefit from it without disadvantaging anyone. That was Dr. Mark Chung from the Centre of Artificial Intelligence and Digital Ethics about human technology interaction and the emergence of apps to inform the public.